The following is a Powder Keg production. Welcome to the Halloween what is Powder Keg presents Powder the Keg Halloween presents watch Halloween party twenty twenty. Woo! Nailed it. Good job. I'm Connor Farrell. Cassie Randall. David Toscano. David Toscano. David Good. Toscano. Great friend. Big Excellent. time collaborator. Excellent talented man. Does movies oh. with us. Improv. Forms on stage. Great voice. Karaoke. Karaoke. Yeah, actually, maybe that's number one with the bullet is the karaoke. Oh, for sure. You got to hear, what was the one where you you rap party in the USA? Yeah, you always get the bar jumping for jumping the line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's also, she wants to fuck my tractor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Classic go-to. If everyone's having a bad night and David steps up to do... She wants to fuck my tractor. <laughs> uh, last Halloween, when I was Walter, I, the, my first costume was Walter White. And um, so I had like little bags of blue crystal meth made out of rock candy. <laughs> and um, so I did, I did, uh, she wants to fuck my tractor. And, the, and there was this like group of like people with like a family kind of, you know. Oh dear. And there was this old man and he was like a British guy and he fucking loved it. And so, like, he came up to me and was like, oh, that was fucking hilarious, man. I was like, yeah, cool, cool, thanks. I know that. And then I I had a baggie in my hand, and I palmed him a baggie. <laughs> I remember I remember that costume. I remember you doing The that. surprise, unexpected palm of fake yeah. crystal meth. <laughs> that is hilarious. What did he do? Uh, I think he didn't know what to do, and he was like, He's like, should I arrest you, dude? Should, <laughs> I, should I smoke this right now? Like, oh, like, no, it's just delicious. It's just delicious blue raspberry as, rock candy. As rock is, I assume. But, uh, yeah, I've been in the audience or in the crowd when you do She Wants to Fuck My Tractor. And everybody's always, yeah, 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 because you nail the, you nail everything. You nail the vocals. You nail the everything. And well, then, and it's also, it's just the basic song up yeah. until the chorus. Yeah, and then people are always like, oh, yeah, what? And then it takes them... Uh, two or three times of hearing it, and then they're like, oh, my God, this well, is amazing. And there's people that do the obnoxious comedy karaoke thing where it kind of bothers everyone, where they're like, oh, this guy thinks he's really cool. Like when awesome. I do ACDC's Big Balls. Oh, no, that's fun <laughs> for everybody, too. Uh, but... Uh, I'm, <laughs> uh, but not... Th- that is one where everyone is, like, loving the joke and yeah. totally down for... If you get a chance to do karaoke with David Toscano, you need to do it. Otherwise, you have not lived. Karaoke is apparently coming back soon, but that's maybe how long it is until it goes away again. I feel like karaoke coming back too is going to be the closest thing to filling the performance void. Should we say what day it is that we're recording this for posterity? Or what is it? September twenty eighth. September twenty eighth, twenty (laughs) twenty. Um, David is also a man. He's got a great improv troupe called Watson and Watson, uh, a great detective troupe that uh, improv before, improv troupe. Well, improv detective troupe. And yeah. before we were friends, uh, it was the only it's the only time I've seen a man be stabbed into a wall <laughs> and then uh, cut open from hand to hand down to leg and foot. And and, and David was the cutter. Yeah, David, not David. the receiver. <laughs> anyway, so today uh, we did uh, Jacob's Ladder. The 1990. Yeah, not the uh, the remake. So, the classic uh, Tim Robbins. Yeah, you want me to do it? Yeah. All right. So I've got the I've got the synopsis. Okay. So it got 7.5 on IMDb, 62% on Metacritic, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 83% of Google users liked this movie, which is high praise uh, because typically horror movies tend to go tend to trend Too low. pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what happens, it was released on November 2nd, 1990 in the USA, a budget of $25 million, and um, it made $26.1 million. Hell yeah, turning Ooh. that profit. Uh, directed by Adrian Lyne and written by Bruce Joel Rubin. Oh, this was an Adrian Lyne joint? Yeah, he did uh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah, he did Fatal Attraction. Mm-hmm. 
some other stuff probably. Yeah, and that was yeah probably it was listed in the trailer as Space Jam. He did Space Jam. He did oh, Space yeah, Jam Two. Oh, okay. pretty sure there was a Space Jam Two. <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> But it's 2020. Who knows what's going to come around well, the corner? Like, so I, I've, there's like Jarhead has like four sequels apparently. Mm. So I never know. Like I didn't know there was a remake to Jacob's Ladder either. So yeah. there's. That came there, out wait, in there's 2019. There's a remake to Jacob's Ladder? Yeah, it came uh, out in 2019. Oh, 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 not a sequel though. No, a remake. Okay. It was it was much that longer. Was Jarhead has a remake or it has, it has sequels? No, it has like four sequels. Yeah, I think I remember seeing like in like the bargain bin, like Jarhead three or four. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like Jarhead? <laughs> Well, I think that, like, too so many the first jars, one, Jarhead 4, more jars. The first one was very, like, <laughs> Jar squared. you know, it's about the boredom and tedium of military you yeah. know, snipers. But I think the the sequels and stuff are, like, action films. And it's mm. like, oh, yeah, you totally uh, continued on the spirit of that first movie. Right, right. Oh, for sure. Uh, you took everything that made Jarhead interesting, and you did something different. You made it. I'm not going to say because, um, yeah, anyway, um, the synopsis is, <laughs> so we don't have to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Save the editing for Connor. Um, after returning home from the Vietnam War, veteran Jacob Singer, Tim Robbins, who was fantastic, by the way, bad haircut, but I mean, that was the time, but he was awesome. My God. Uh, struggles to maintain his sanity, plagued by hallucinations and flashbacks. Singer rapidly falls apart as the world and people around him morph and twist into disturbing images. His girlfriend, Jezzy, short for Jezebel, Elizabeth Pena, and ex- Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. we'll get there. Um, And ex-wife, Sarah- Not soon enough. (laughs) Patricia Kalember try to help, but to little avail. Even Singer's chiropractor friend, Louis, Danny Aiello- uh, fails to reach him as he descends into madness. And I remember when I read the synopsis, I thought the chiropractor yeah. is important. That's interesting. But then it does get interesting uh, if I am interpreting this correctly. So yeah, let's get into like the even, tips. Well, yeah, because even like the <laughs> chiropractor thing, it's like uh, now it's so common a thing that it's not as mysterious as maybe like chiropractic was once viewed the way it's used in this film. But Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not sure. I love chiropractors. So it opens with the uh, Vietnam sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote ballsy handheld camera in opening scene, the way that it was just... Yeah, it got real. Uh, it was like the Jason Bourne kind of motion blur before that was even, you know, before considered was, a thing. Before it was or, even really conceived. Or populated and copied yeah. by other people. Yeah. that was It was ballsy. I wrote that down. Yeah, I, th- I thought the opening sequence was, it was like taking a huge swing and it was working well where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is like setting us up for some fucked up shit. Cause, uh, well, and it was really hard to follow a lot of it, which is exactly what it was supposed to be. You know, it's it's a bunch of you Vietnam never see guys the enemy. just kind of like yeah, you never chuckling, see the enemy. Of, chuckling around and yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same. Yeah, that was a weird. His over like and over and over. Triple laugh. <laughs> Yeah, so they start fighting, but then Front you also see Monday. that people in the in the group uh, are freaking out independently and uh, losing their mind, kind of, and so you know that something's off. Yeah, they're like, what's Some wrong with my head? Chemical. And then the one guy's having a seizure and bleeding from his mouth. I didn't actually see if any of those guys that, like, were looking like, you know, like the guy who was bleeding on the ground. If they look uh, like the guys that were later, were, their friends later. Yes, any of those guys were the survivors or not. Only the twitchy eye guy is the only one that I re- uh, recognize, but all the other dudes, I didn't. It kind of made me want to rewatch the first scene yeah, to see. I remember seeing them, but um, I don't know any of their character names, which is, um, that's always an issue for me. If I don't know a character's name, that's, well, that's I not like a good sign. Well, I Ving Rhames would have been, like, recognizable in the opening scene. I think I saw if him in was, the opening scene. He was there. He was there? Yeah. Um, but then, like, well, yeah, in the later one where they're, you know, like, they're re- the reveal... Where there's the huge muscly guy with the the you know machine gun, just kind of like, yeah, get some motherfucker. Yeah, he wasn't one of the friends, right? Like, where did this guy? Come yeah, from? this random dude. Um, oh, I'm I'm just looking up the cast. Jason Alexander is in it. Oh, George. I kept trying to find him, and then he eventually showed up. He had a pretty small part considering how early yeah, on in the kinda, credits where it said Jason Alexander. Yeah. yeah. I guess well, see, that was probably... See, this is, this is the cast. Those are the guys in Vietnam and yeah. at the funeral. They were there. They okay. were there. Bing Rames, Eric LaSalle. I knew it. I knew him. He played Frank. Frank? 
Yeah, the uh, one of his one of his. Oh, like buddies. Okay, I thought you were saying. That's where I knew him from. He played Frank. <laughs> he played, like, oh, he played Frank. He was Frank. He was Frank in everything. Oh, oh my yeah. God. He was on ER for 15 years. He was in he Logan. Was he was on, on in Logan. He was He Frank. was in one hour photo. He was coming to America. Uh-huh. Yep. You called I it. That. You called it. You oh, did. yeah. The, the, the boyfriend guy. Just let us. Oh, he was in A Gifted Man with Patrick Wilson, another classic horror staple in our podcast series so far. One Hour (laughs) Photo is actually a pretty good one. That's that's one of the few Robin Williams movies that I like. I've never never seen it. Oh, we should do that. Really? You like it? Yeah. That's from the kind of like Death to Smoochie era Williams. Yeah. Where Uh, he was doing interesting films. Well, like everyone, a lot of the comedic actors, you know, like Jim Carrey and them, Jim Carrey... Him, Will Ferrell, they all like. In they like all started doing like serious movies for like period. They all yeah. did two to three films. movies, yeah. and then they all went back to like Adam Sandler as well, The Grinch, and yeah. other uh-huh. stupid like back to their <laughs> bullshit. Uh, make another <laughs> uh, So we, um, so it, it goes back to uh, Tim Robbins. He's got a girlfriend that he lives with. They work did at the we, post office. Are we skipping the the subway scene? Oh, no, no that's not. right. That was a pretty huge That was pretty sequence, cool yeah. with the lighting. I wrote down creepy-eyed lady where mm-hmm. she's just like, and I wrote down, what would be the director's note for that performance? Just make your eyes as big as possible and they don't prob- blink. I mean, they probably just picked a lady who looked like that, and they were like, hey, can you sit <laughs> here? yourself. We'll give you $10. Yeah, and I was kind of joking that she's like, I got this movie part. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you playing? A scariest woman in the film in a subway <laughs> looking at a man. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. But she was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, he is stared at by this lady. He gets off the subway, Wait, realizes everything is locked. the tentacle Wait, penis. Yeah, when he gets off, oh, there's the right, guy curled up in the corner, and there's this, this nice weird tentacle on. penis like it's happening. A home, it's a, a homeless guy with, like, It could just be a, a homeless fan. guy. It could he just be He had, like, somebody. really dirty hands. Well, it could be somebody sleeping because maybe he's getting off of us. Yes. Subway is his house. But it was like... It was, you don't know his life. I don't it know. was like a really, really nice overcoat. And he had yeah. a thick tentacle. He had a big curly... It was kind of like it was kind of like a gray ostrich penis, honestly. Nope. The way that it curled out from underneath. No, no. <laughs> I've never seen an ostrich's penis. You know, oh, oh I will show you David, right I now. David, You'd but have to, it, it, maybe if it was a sick ostrich and there were a couple of them to hold it down. In nice coats, too. <laughs> I, this is not the first time I have looked up ostrich penis on my phone. This is like a slippery slope, more slippery than talking Then you about want to know about... family. Well, I can learn about this later. There you go. Just look at those pictures. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like this big pink Hello. arm coming out. From, so anyway. Tim Robin comes off the subway. Wait, 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 wait. Um, I wrote down um, there was a really cool music and soundscape with the squeaking tracks. Mm-hmm. There was an overbearing music. It was creepy, but it was coming from the environment. There wasn't really a lot of music there throughout. Wasn't. No. Oh, and the lighting was really cool. I, the I, was I thought flashing on and that off. opening sequence, or that, that it wasn't opening, but uh, that after the title sequence, the way they shot that, so I thought this is very impressive, yeah. and they're really building tension and suspense. And there was so little that actually happened for like maybe an eight minute scene or something. Mm-hmm. I thought this was shot very well, yeah. and uh, and is really like foreshadowing potentially some really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. you're like trapped in the purgatory. Oh, that when is he's trying to get out, and all of the the gates are everywhere. And, and then he's then the way too. They they really. Uh, uh, Shot him walking across the, th- you know, I felt tension the whole time. Yeah, and so he fear gets for out him. and he can't get out of anywhere. And then so he's like, oh, that's my exit. So and then he hops sub- down into the track and he's like, oh, I got to be real careful. I'm Tim Robbins. <laughs> and then he goes and he, he steps in the water. Steps in the water and then continues the walking times. in the water. He's like, yeah. motherfucker, my shoes are all wet. And well, if, if one's wet, I better wet <laughs> the I other one. The and other then he for equilibrium. And then he touched the rail, right, with yeah. his toe? He was like, is this the electric one? <laughs> I better test it so I don't kill myself later. Yeah. And then it's crazy because he's just going slowly along. And it's like, Tim Robbins, you got down here super fast and mm. you were all scared. And now you're just walking down long ways and not paying attention to this bright light coming. And then then it starts then you see it and you're freaking out. It's like, yeah, dude, that was kind of no weird when he like snuck up on you. He like sees it coming and he's like 
deer in the headlights on it. Yeah. And then he kind of like jukes one way as if he's going to like <laughs> juke gonna the, train. Out the train. And yeah. then he jukes back. Yeah. He stomps again. Yeah. And then he like jumps out of the way to the side and it passes. And yeah. he like looks it kind up. Of explains why Culkin later is unable to yeah, get he, out of the way of the car. Oh my God. That this is a, oh my God. This is a family problem. Oh my God! You were but, talking to your kid, even the dead one. Oh my so we're God. like at this point, we're like fifteen to twenty minutes or so in, and I'm thinking, uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this film, and thinking oh, like and when, it, when it goes by, there were some yeah. really great shots of the creepy people, and it was yeah. like, like yeah, look, and I thought, man, like the faceless guy at the very back that's like slowly waving at him. See you later. Yeah. yeah, that was some awesome shit. Where I was I like, really man, if I was a filmmaker that. and I thought of that, I'd be like. High five to myself. Of, yeah. I'm an awesome genius. Yeah. And well, this is great. So that was terrifying. It was fucking creepy. A little yeah. bit of what I read was that uh, the kind of effects and stuff in this movie did a lot of influence into later uh, creepy people, but also specifically like the Silent Hill series of video games. And I can definitely see that because there's a lot of like faceless horror going on. In yeah, that. like the, the the makeup over the eyes and stuff where there's no eye gaps. And, yeah. Yeah. It's always fun. Always. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> so the the first act, I think, is maybe what I enjoyed the most. Cause I don't know. They really. What are you considering the first act? Well, I would say the first third. I don't know if it's the first act. Because I can't distinguish an inciting incident, really, because it's kind of just like a slow build up. You're wondering what's real and what's not. Yeah. But, I don't but feel like there's a. Dis- and that's not a problem, but I don't feel like there's distinct. There's him and the girlfriend and then uh, and then the post office and stuff and him bringing her food and stuff. Then there's have, the party I have sequence. Tits akimbo girl. Oh yeah, oh, yeah she's she got her titties all over like the place. In a shirt for about ten percent of the movie yeah. that she's in. Yeah, uh, you had actually a theory no, that wait. was contractually like. Yeah. Well, like there was a. I think so. Like, if you think about it, it's like initially it's like heaven or you know like mm-hmm. some kind of thing where she's tits out oh, all the and time she's less tits later. and they're fucking all the time. And Did you catch when he was in the subway and he was he was in the subway before he got off? It, there was this poster that said, "Are you in hell or something?" Yeah, there was something. That was first one yeah. of the first visuals. Something. Like anyway, but yeah, no, that's but like that, like she's right. a yeah. very like loving and caring, uh, or at least like she's pleasure least, pleasing, passionate hedonist. Yeah, like, like he's he's like tempting, getting a reward. Tempting, yeah. Uh, and, and then later when they start kind of falling apart. She's always clothed, and she gets more and more clothed, actually. Because, yeah. like, in near the end, she's wearing, like, a business suit and, you know. Oh, yeah, and she's leaving. And I you're like, where's there. your tits? Well, and there's even that <laughs> midpoint where uh, she sees her eyes are different, like, demonic. Yeah, the black eyes. And then he's panicked by her. But, and that she's is like, is anybody in there? And then she's all. Very <laughs> possessive. Uh, she's, she's, okay, so she's super possessive because Oh, yeah, she, the best part is the, uh, picture. the pictures. So he gets the pictures. Uh, his ex-wife uh, was going to throw some pictures away, so she sends him a folder full of like a brown paper sack full of full of like yeah. pictures of the kids and the dad, uh, or pictures of the kids with Tim Robbins, and then like one picture of his dead son Macaulay Culkin. And then he starts crying. And he starts crying. She's like, "I don't like anything that make you cry." So it's she takes probably. everything. I'm Sofia Vergara. <laughs> No, her name is not Sophia. Parker. I know. <laughs> uh, so she shoves all of the pictures in the bag, and then she takes them and throws them in the handy dandy apartment incinerator. Yeah, and I wrote down, awesome. I wrote down, red. how's she gonna just throw all his pictures into an incinerator? Oh, but before she did that, she it's saw really the fucked picture. up. She's erasing like his a super ha- life, a yeah. super happy picture of Tim Robbins and and his and wife, the wife. Sarah. and she's like, she she's looks like, like a, she looked like a bitch. I can see why you left. <laughs> she looked like she don't know how to suck a dick. <laughs> It was um, weird when she said that. It was but very strange. So her name... It was weird when I said it, too. Yeah, that's true. Her name is Jezzy, which is short for Jezebel. And there's this moment between her and Tim Robbins where he says, oh, you're... Oh, because she was saying, oh, it's one of the boys brought it. He's like, which one? Eli or... Yeah, that was actually... Kind Jeb or uh, Jed. Jed. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird that she was like, I can't remember your children's fucking names. It's like... How long have you been dating no, this person? No, it was it was neighbor kids, right? No, Eli and Jed are are his sons. His sons. Okay, well, she she doesn't. I would imagine she doesn't want anything to do with his life that didn't involve her. So she's just I rejecting mean, it. It's your kids. You gotta yeah, have. Yeah, but they're not her kids. She threw the pictures in the incinerator. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> that's you'd never promise crazy a baby. 
So, <laughs> so he's all, she's like, those are, there's a weird names. And he said, they're from the Bible. She's like, I am, I'm a heathen. I don't follow the Bible. And then he says, you're Jez- nobody calls me Jezebel. I'm like, oh, that's from the Bible. Um, and he's like, yeah, that's, fr- where do you think that comes from? She was the wife of King Ahab who ruled the kingdom of Israel. This is from Botanica.com. Ahab. Yeah. Like, like the pirate. Mm-hmm. Like Moby Dick. No. Yeah. Call me maybe. But this is um, 843 BCE. By interfering with the exclusive worship of the Hebrew god Yahweh, by disregarding the rights of the common people, and by defying the great prophets Elijah and Elisha, she provoked the internecine strife that enfeebled Israel for decades. She has come to be known as the archetype of the wicked woman. Well, that's actually interesting, too, because one of the kids' names was Eli, which would be Elijah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some interplay there where she's trying to overthrow the Elijah connection. Yeah, and listen to this. She married Ahab. She persuaded him. So he's he's the king of Israel, so he's Jewish. She persuaded him to introduce the worship of the Tyrian god Baal Mekart, a nature god, a woman of fierce energy. She tried to destroy those. <laughs> she tried to destroy those who opposed her. Most of the prophets of Yahweh were killed at her command. These Oops. cruel and despotic actions provoked the righteous wrath of Elijah. According to 1 Kings 17, he accurately prophesied the onset of a severe drought as divine retribution. Sometime later, Elijah had the Baal priest slain. Da, 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 da. When Jezebel heard of the slaughter, she angrily swore to have Elijah killed, forcing him to flee for his life. That's maybe more informative of her actual character. Yeah, than like the destroying the, the, the photographs and stuff is kind yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, her name's Jez- is but she's will not be Jezebel. Nobody ever calls me that. So, yeah. She acts like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So uh you were talking about the the sex party, but don't forget the singing girls in the street. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we can't. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was apparently being a post a postal worker. Well, I mean Tim Robbins York. is like a a tall, tall handsome, handsome man, man. With bad hair. And who is apparently getting catcalled. Hey, Mr. Postman. Yeah. No, they're like... Why don't you deliver a letter right in my bunghole? <laughs> they're doing this whole big, hey, Postman! And they just start... It's like, this, <laughs> okay. There's like 10 of them who just randomly break into this full-fledged orchestrated song about how... And he's well, like, yeah. yelling. Hey, Mr. Postman, that is a song. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, it's like an old like, doo-wop. Like, yeah, like a... Of, uh, 1960s, 50s. I don't what do you call that fucking style of music? Uh, like the like the Sherry, Sherry mm. baby. Like in that in that same <laughs> like stop in the name yeah, of love. The kinda, hey, Mister Postman, put your dick in me. Yeah, yeah. that's right. All right that's cut exactly that. Twenty two. Yeah, write that down. Oh, oh, um, um, um. Uh, but then, like, right after that, so he's kind of like happy along with them, and then he goes down this insane alleyway because it was like just a huge long hallway tunnel thing I, know, I, no I, entrances I, I was thinking exits. like what an amazing location that was because like where is this random like under like, bridge street yeah, like isn't a, that that shot where like it was just or something uh center framing where the walls were like leading lines down the center frame and he was just yeah. walking yeah where the then the car the cars comes yeah. Comes. yeah and that's where and the you guy first yells see, the fir- yeah that's where you first see the the guy who's the doctor mm-hmm. and i, I thought that was a really cool looking scene too uh <laughs> it was, was it was cool except it reminded me of all of the car chases and it happened later in the movie too all the car chases with these big boat cars of the time yeah. which is where like whee- yeah the like frame is sliding beyond the, the tires and, and the car is just like like jitterbugging down the street, yeah. like, <laughs> but like the the image of like the faceless Ooh, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, there were the faceless was, dudes in the car creepy. again. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about this movie that I mean, the last time I saw it was probably a decade and a half ago. Um, I I thought I remembered there being more psychedelic imagery, and there was a lot of that. It was kind of front-loaded with the psychedelic imagery stuff. which It kind of clears up towards the end, and I don't remember that necessarily being the case. Because I thought the way, like, because it is so front-loaded that I thought, when this ramps up, this is going to get insane. And I don't know that it it delivered that to me. I don't think it did. I kind of feel like the ending is a little too clean, maybe, and happy-ish. I couldn't tell you because I fell asleep. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit. I was I was about to drift. Yeah, honestly, but. that's that's yeah. Well, that's, that's I, not I guess a good if sign. we're talking about it, then like for an hour and a half movie, 
It was an it, hour. It was hour feeling and like it was twelve minutes. Two and a half to three hours. It was what was it? Hour and twelve minutes. Yeah, hour or 12. no, it was hundred and twelve minutes is what I mean. So it was, it was almost like two hours. Okay. Yeah. But it was feeling like a slog. Like by, by the, it was so interesting at the beginning and, and, and it had so many really cool sequences that I, I think too that other people stole or you know mm-hmm. borrowed or were inspired by oh later. Yeah. They got that jerky head guy sitting yeah. there, like and then the creepy what? the creepy angry nurse with the thing on her head that was never revisited. Yeah, the demon horn coming oh, out of the back. Yeah. yeah, that was never revisited. But it, uh, anyway. Yeah, sorry, I'm, we're jumping ahead, but yeah. no, it's okay. We're all um, over the place. The angry, creepy nurse head was my next note, and then right before crazy sex party, um, he was I looking wrote for his doctor, right? Yeah, yeah, he was looking for his doctor. He had that weird situation with the car that was chasing him, right? And he needed to talk to his doctor that you later find out was in his battalion or his group. Was he? No, he was killed. Like they said, his car blew up. Just like the other guy that was in their battalion. So that's why he needed to see him specifically because he was part of it. Uh, Because they say actually might make sense. Because they say he also like his car got blown up. So there was there was a psychiatrist. He he was, but I think he was also in the battalion. I don't remember. Because they say that the other guy in the battalion, his car blew up just the way Doctor Carlson's blew up. So. Maybe it was either that he knew all the stuff that those guys were going through, or he was a part of it. Okay. And he was the only one that could help them because he knew what was going on. But it, it, it was definitely like this is a mob sort of cover-up by right. the government uh, for these people. Because I was wondering, why would anyone want to blow this guy's car up a- until later it's we don't want to even acknowledge that we were uh, feeding this drug, this yeah. aggression drug, to a, a group that was in Vietnam. Yeah. What'd you find, David? Lewis Black. That's not him. It says Lewis Black was Jacob's doctor. What? In the remake? No, in the original. He maybe could have been. I don't know about that. It says it. I don't know where. Sit tight, audience. I'm going to have to go back and look I got to close out of my ostrich penis tab here. <laughs> ah, no, I don't want chimes. Um, but so he's trying to see his doctor because he's feeling kind of crazy. And... Uh, there's a, you know, the admin or whatever at the front desk is telling him that this doctor's not here. She doesn't recognize him as a patient either, so he's starting to feel crazy. And And she checks the file, and she said, you're not on the file here. Well, that was kind of weird, too. Like, even if, like, the doctor doctor died died a month ago. She had a demon horn. Yeah, it was demons. But it's also, like, why, you know, why don't you just, like, be like, yeah, your doctor's fucking dead, bro. She's a Get demon. On out. I don't know about I this. Also Let's don't see. Know about that. So he goes running through the uh, the hospital to go find his doctor. Um, and then he runs into what his doctor's office used to be, uh, and, and it ends up being like the. Group. Oh my god! Yeah. It, oh yeah. Lewis, session. Lewis Black is Jacob's doctor. Yeah, but I don't like. I don't remember where that would have been. Yeah, that was way before he was a famous comedian. But yeah. Well, no, I just, I, in the movie, I, I would have to go back yeah. and actually look. To yeah. Is there even that. a scene with that doctor? Him. I mean, there was all we knew was the chiropractor. The doctor that. scene would be maybe the one where he's uh, he gets assaulted by Santa Claus, and then his back is fucked up, and oh, yeah. so they're injecting him with stuff or something. Yeah, maybe. I guess that that's the only doctor that I really remember. Yeah, all we had seen at this point was his chiropractor who adjusted his penis. His penis was off. <laughs> and made sure that his nipples were aligned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And made him take his shirt off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he adjusted his I've dick never, and was like... <laughs> I've never had to have shirtless chiropractic. So that was weird. Looking for one, though. No. Oh, and speaking of which, I made a note. Uh, David, when we were watching, you said, does the remake have this much tit in it? And <laughs> we saw... <laughs> and that's maybe why it's 5%. There's not, I'm betting There's not enough tit. <laughs> uh, I'm betting as well that there's no. Um, so I'm not sure where the party sequence uh, comes Next. into play. Okay, yeah. so that is uh, that's whereas, a cool sequence. Well, whereas most of the se- of the movie has been musicless, <laughs> that you immediately get the jumps in with Lady Marmalade. Or, yeah. Do you want to have sex with me? It's like okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it like a, a very a horny orgy party. Yeah, very thing strange. Going on. Like, you know how you've attended all those like random. Parties yeah. where ev- yeah. like it's packed like in like sardines and everyone's jumping around with yeah, their hands in the air. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote down sex parties. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then the weird uh, palm reader. Yeah, there's the dead. weird palm reader upstairs. And then the girlfriend comes by while his oh, hand's being held by somebody. She's, she's like, all, hey. She's like, come dance with me right now. And then she gets all I'm pissed. mad that you're talking to. And then she ends up uh, getting. Basically grinding her butt into. Getting butt sex from a giant ass tentacle penis. Well, yeah, that was, but I think that was like hallucination stuff. I think so. Stuff, oh, yeah, of course. I think but so. She was real sweaty, though. Yeah. The, the whole movie was very sweaty. <laughs> it was very it was wet. A it was a wet, film. sweaty film. It was, yes, it was. That's like, yeah, it was one of those early 90s films. Like, I remember, like, even, like, the Bill and Ted sequel is kind of scary to me because there's so many, like, dark situations where I don't really know how the, like, the portal situation's working, and I'm like, I feel like it'd be so easy to get trapped in this situation. I'm very scared. But, uh, so, so that party sequence... It had a cool thing with the strobing really that's starting to up. fuck him up. Then he sees a random figure like off, like outside of the room, <laughs> but also is holding a beer, yeah, and so that also made me kind of like feel comfortable. Looking guy. But this guy's got like a Stella <laughs> Probably, or something. Yeah, it's a light beer. But then, what his head starts fucking moving and shit. Oh and yeah, yeah, that was I like that. And then he's looking at his girl, who's like banging her booty into uh, yeah. homeboy's Whoa. groin. And then you start seeing like tentacles and like weird like flapping of like well, and, all and she's and like she asks him to come and dance with her and he Previous, comes down yeah. and he's like oh yeah nah I don't want to dance and then she's like fine and she turns around and like starts like hump dancing and that's not dancing that's right just away. banging her butt that's just yeah. banging into, her butt into a dude's crotch well yeah. that then it's obvious that it's like she's getting. Straight up filleted by yeah. this thing. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually, yeah, at the very like end. They were, they were just having sex, basically. Well, at yeah. the very end, the spike comes out of her mouth. Out of yeah. her mouth, yeah. Oh, that was crazy. And there was some She's really like, That's cool. That's some rough sex there. Yeah. Tim Robbins uh, freaks out, passes out on the floor, and she's mad at him. But there's yeah. like there's some really cool strobe light effect that's really cool. I liked it because it wasn't your typical, like, it was like. No, it was kind of awesome. And then, too, it kind of justified his. Like this could have just been a, uh, you know, seizure, seizure from yeah the, uh-huh. the strobing, but uh, he gets home and they get home somehow. Is that when he starts running the fever? Yeah. She's pissed at him. She's she's furious. super pissed at him she, for she's some like, reason. She's like, I am humiliated by you. Why would you act like that in front of people? And then she takes his and temperature. She's like, she's like if, if you're like, if you're going crazy it's to the top, if you're going crazy, you're gonna do this by yourself, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And then, oh my god, now all of a like, sudden what? I care. I'm sick as fuck. I'm so cold, but yeah. I'm so hot. He's like, cold. I'm so cold. So I she's am. super bipolar. Uh, cold was so Static cold. X. <laughs> And yeah. I can say that because I also am bipolar. Well, then they, so, like, he's running a 106-degree fever, and she throws him into a bathtub full of ice, and I'm like, she about to take his kidneys? All I'm saying. <laughs> she leaves the door open, too, when she goes to get neighbors, and they can just see he's him, like, standing in his, like, naked, yeah. six foot three like, six glory. Five, six, five. six five, Tim mm-hmm. Robbins? He's Holy shit. Five. I guess right. Good on you, Tim yes, Robbins. Yes, you did. Wow. I Googled it. Uh, yeah, so he's just got his butthole and he's pooping while he's standing no, up there. No, he's not. Okay. But, but she throws him in the ice bath and I wrote down the music that was happening. There's kind of like that creepy 2001 Space Odyssey chorus, like, ooh, like yeah. happening. I can do a rendition of it right now. Go for it. Oh, oh, and then when he, when he, uh, so, so everyone's dumping ice, yeah. and and he's like kind of freaking out in the in the tub. Also, but there's also shots where like ice is being dumped on his on fucking his face. face. <laughs> well, also she says that they fucking went through fifty pounds of ice. I'm like, in eight hours, those neighbors yeah, had fucking fifty pounds of ice just sitting around, <laughs> and they kept him marinating like for eight hours. Also, the two, yeah, she said he 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 melted. Uh, 50 pounds of ice in eight hours. And I'm, I was thinking in my head, like, I think 50 pounds of ice would melt probably in an hour and a half. Like, Why'd you keep alone. him? She just kept him in the tub and then went and got some more tentacle sex. Yeah, he yeah. looks at his, like, frostbite feet. He's oh. like, what the fuck? What the f- What the f- David, what the f- Was this? David, what the fuck? What? <laughs> David, what the f- Was this set in 1970s or was this set in the 1990s? I'm pretty sure. 90s. It, it had to be because like the, the 70s. Uh, like Vietnam went That's through. That's when Vietnam was. Yeah. But like, so the kid dies before Vietnam. Mm-hmm. No, no, he has the kid after. He oh. has the family and the kid after. I didn't follow that. But they were playing fast and loose with the timeline. Yeah. like Especially and, and, with all the jumping around with the hallucinations. Yeah, so so then at, no, at some point. No, he had to have had the kid before Vietnam because. It was Macaulay Culkin, by the way. Because. Did we already say that? Well, but he's not the, he's the youngest. No, he's, he's the youngest kid, not the oldest. 
Yeah. Also, he was the only blonde one. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not your kid, Tim Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't feel bad about that's that. That's Mr. Postman. Put a record on. Maybe I want to phone a postman. with my baby. Was, okay, so he. Okay, while you while you seventy five says seventy five when he's a postal clerk. Okay, which doesn't actually make sense though because in seventy one he was in Vietnam. Well, because he He got his master, so he had the two kids before he had Vietnam. Then he could have had all three of them. Three, all three of them before Vietnam. Yeah, and then he went out and he was drafted. Because (laughs) yes, he did. Because Macaulay Culkin's character sent him that little note that was in the eagle box. Oh yeah, hey daddy. Yeah. The wet Don't bandits die, are like, trying to steal our Christmas nope. gifts. Dad. <laughs> but he couldn't have the sent stinky bandits, how Daddy. Did he sent him that note because he was already dead, wasn't he? Didn't no. Tim Robbins was home when the kid died. So he came back from Vietnam and then Macaulay right, Culkin got hanging hit. Out. Yeah. Well it's so, just the timeline is because he also gets his master's degree. Yeah. It's so, something they so, said. So but, Tim but, Robbins. But, but when the guy called him back and he's like, I have information, he says, Oh, uh, the, the, I'm sorry. He's a great actor, but he, the twitchy eyed guy. <laughs> um, he's, I love him. Guy was, that guy was I very love good. him. I love him. I love him. Oh, his I last his name, name is though. Vincent or something. Yeah. Um, he said, I need to see you. He said, Oh, it's been five or six years since I saw you. So, yeah. With Taylor Vince. Yes, he is phenomenal. I see him everywhere. I first saw him in The Legend of 1900 with Tim Roth, and I loved him. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so Tim Robbins is having, like, we're, we're seeing scenes where we're not sure what his real life is. This yeah. is like an inception sort of thing where. He's with his now wife that the brunette girlfriend said is a bitch. And he's telling her, uh, waking up kind of from a dream, I had this dream about this, you know, sexy Latina woman or whatever with you nice thighs. Her. You met her. We met at the, yeah, at the uh, post uh, office. She's at the postal Christmas service. So he must like, have worked at the post office at that before, time yeah. also. Yeah. And then left his wife for her. And and then, yeah, she's got no, nice thighs. No, wife threw him out. him out. Yeah. Oh, she threw him out. But yeah. she did say in the bed in this flashback hallucination, she said, oh, because he said, Oh, I was in hell. I was on fire. It was with a nightmare. Ice. It was yeah. an absolute nightmare. And she said, "We'll see what happens when you cheat on me, even in your dreams." Mm-hmm. And so you, you know, you're wondering, uh, okay, so are we experiencing dreams he's having, or fears, or you know, what is the reality here? Mm-hmm. He goes and checks on his his boy. Uh, Macaulay Culkin is still alive in this case. He hasn't been stung by the bee. Uh, from <laughs> Yeah, he was like, what was that noise? Mom said she was coming, but she never showed up. Where's my girl at? Is she by the beehive? <laughs> anyway, so he, he talks. Your name? Where's your beehive? Anyway. So he talks and to then his, his kid, other boys and his kid's alive. all like, don't leave. Please yeah. don't go. And that was and his other boys sad. are there, too. That was very sad, actually. Yeah, his sad. two brunette children that look like him. And the blonde <laughs> kid, he looks very different from the he other two like children. The the tennis instructor. Yeah, the blonde tennis instructor. Sven. Sven Svorgen. Yeah, Sven Sweden. From Sweden. Um, and then he wakes up in the in the bathtub, and he just has the, it, it's a super intense, extreme close up of his eyes opening up. Which He's are beautiful eyes. Beautiful eyes. And super also bloodshot. Super ashen. And he was drawing tears. Out oh, of the eyes that's what I wrote in down. The shot. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I didn't know fucking Tim Robbins fucking rocks. This he's a good actor. really, yeah. this really slow pullback. And he's just leaking these tears because he realizes I am in this nightmare because there's this stupid girlfriend over there. Like, oh, it's okay. And then they go into the bed later. That was a pretty like, painful scene. It was brutal. Yeah. And they go into the bedroom later and she's all like, Doctor says you need to rest. Oh, you kept saying, Sarah, close the window. Sarah's his ex-wife. Uh, Sarah, close the window. And you were talking to your kids, even the dead one. <gasps> oops. Oh. Yeah, oops, all berries. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and like even the next scene, too. Like, he's had a, a trauma, and he's staring. And she's like, are you just going to stare at the wall? And I'm like, man, this. <laughs> anyway. Go out. Go for a walk. Go see a movie. And then he's, yeah. he's just processing stuff. Then he gets that cough in the and then she's like yelling at him, and then she—that's when she runs at him, and says, "Anybody in there?" And yeah, she's got the black. demon eyes. That was an awesome effect. That yeah. was very cool. And then he like swipes at her. Yeah, he does this like Mario punch. <laughs> yeah, there was a Ultimate coin. Punch. She turns there was into a, a coin smaller version of herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he, so he's got to yeah. give her the mushroom. 
Yeah, and then she mm-hmm. got all mad. She She's grabbed like, her coat and stormed out. And I wrote down. And then down, Mario popped out. He's like, I'm going to come. Mm-mm. Let's see. Uh, edit that. Write <laughs> <laughs> uh, down the, uh, we're at 39. 39, um, yeah. No, but I also wrote down, have you guys seen Devil's Advocate with Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino? Yeah, yeah. I was having images of that with her potentially being this demon, but somebody who was really close to him. But, but this is like, so this is where out. she is no longer walking around constantly naked. Correct. You don't see her tits again no. after this. She's closed and angry. She's closed She's and clothed angry. and angry after this. And I think that that's like the veil of the hedonism that she was offering disappearing. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too, Dave. And then he saw her for what she was or whatever. But it's also so like... There's three different timelines going on. There's the happy family with the kids, and then there's the uh, New York hedonism apartment and sex parties and stuff. (laughs) And then there's the Vietnam underlying, because it also is interspersed back to, you know, like he cuts back to, uh, because he first, he gets stabbed. Mm -hmm. Then the next one we see is, I think, you know, he's crawling through the woods. The jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm from Missouri. The meadows, <laughs> the the crick, uh, uh, the willows. But the he's crawling bells. through the the Mekong Delta, uh, <laughs> and he sees like search parties with red lights looking for survivors. And you know, there's a progression of uh, his like struggle to remain alive in all of these different worlds, I guess, oh. or to maintain. Um, all of these different lifetimes, because it like keeps, have a, have it, a foundational timeline, like mm-hmm. like to hold on to a foundational timeline. Because it keeps coming back to, and now that you point that out, all of those timelines, people are telling him he's dead in all of the timelines, mm-hmm. or he's like, I'm not dead. But he's like, wanting, he's dead? fighting to stay alive. Yeah, and then there was this great, there was this great quote I wrote down. Um, the only part of you that goes to hell is a part of you that won't let go of life. Hell burns off the memories and stuff so that you can be released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That made me think of when fucking Jezebel throws his memories of his family in the incinerator at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked that quote a lot. Yeah, so... Um, it's got the guy from Hudson Hawk, too. So he meets his his, his, his friend who's uh, <laughs> also having this crisis, and he wants to tell him about it. He's like, I'm losing my fucking mind. That's twitchy guy, guy. Yeah, uh, I love him. And uh, and then he, Tim Robbins, tells him, "I'm also feeling this way. Like, I'm seeing these demons." Because his because his friend was breaking down, and you said that he got into acting as a mistake because he got put into an acting class in high school randomly, yeah. right? And it's like, thank God the world worked out because he is he is a gift Turns to the out acting world. That mistake was well done. <laughs> Turns out that was one of those timeline alteration thing somebody went back in his time own grandfather yeah made him his own <laughs> grandfather so that he could become an actor so um doc brown's in the delorean he's driving down uh marty. Or no marty's driving it doc is trying to connect the anyway marty you have to go date your mother so his buddy goes out to the the car and he like tim robbins is watching him okay so they're in a bar and then the the doctor guy from the car chase shows up and he's giving them weird looks then they leave and walk through a boxing yeah that was club s- for two seconds that was pointless that <laughs> was, was like, fucking why did pointless. they walk through this i don't sweaty man gym that's as if like it, in order to shoot like in one location they had to appease some mafia guy <laughs> like as long as you show my boxing area because like, i did notice that uh when the doctor guy showed up and he was like creeping on him there were these um boxing event posters on the back wall of this pool hall so maybe it's bar. like the but bar it was for con- the boxing i don't know but they didn't even the boxing arena. boys they didn't there was no music going on it was very strange and very quiet actually very uh i could hear it it was quiet but it was uh uh it was uh fucking rocky three song oh, <laughs> god damn it oh uh, you blew that one yeah. rising up oh rising right, up 43, down 43. in the streets yeah. <laughs> took my time took my chances i have the tiger yeah there you go <laughs> Okay, forty-three. Um, so, um, so yeah, they walk out. The guy is all happy. They don't say goodbye or anything. Yeah, they're just, it's they're just like there in the bar, and then they walk out. He's kind of like, "Hey, 
I'll see you again soon. <laughs> yeah. And then Tim Tim Robbins is like, oh, a quarter. It's my lucky day. And he reaches down to and pick it up. Moves. And it does and a, the quarter moves. And the quarter moves. There's a, no point for the quarter. It's a tenant <clears throat> move. It was, That's where it, Chris Nolan got his tenant stuff from. It did feel like from. a tenant move, yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, but th- there really is no reason why the quarter moves. No, there's not. Well, so, uh, oh, this well, will play into later. I What I was thinking that, I don't know if they rode together, I guess, maybe. So Tim Robbins should have gotten in there. the... So maybe Tim Robbins should have gotten in the guy's car, but he found the quarter, oh. and then whatever blew up the car had the quarter on a string, huh. and also yeah. I don't like yeah no, <laughs> yeah whatever whatever happened with that uh, yeah and that kind of started to bother me later, where it, which is like foreshadowed things that don't pay off. And I it's hate like, that. Why did that Check demon horn lady? Why did you do that? If you're gonna say that, yeah. th- if you're gonna put yeah, a horn lady in the like, if you're the gonna ringer. hang a gun on the wall in the first act, it had better go off. I, I liked that because I was like, why would this car fucking just blow up? And I liked that later you kind of understand that maybe this is a cover-up by the like the army or whatever. Yeah. And so I kind of liked that, but the quarter moving didn't make sense. Yeah, no. Now, it was, it was similar to him watching his kid in the street, you know, thing happen, but it doesn't have anything to do with the quarter. Yeah. Oh, then again, the dropped cards, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he did drop yeah, some maybe. cards, and cards cost cards. a quarter. And they also start with a k k. Carter and Quards. Quarter. Carter. Carter. Little John. Little Wayne. Carter. I did write down um, so this doctor guy comes running up to him and he drags Tim Robbins back from the explosion and Tim Robbins is freaking out. And then this dude stands up and just just turns around and walks away. But that's the same So so Tim Robbins gets picked up by these mafia dudes or whatever, these army guys, I guess. And he's beating oh, yeah. him up in the car, and that's yeah. a very cool, like, exciting kind of scene. And then there's and more it's of got that, really cool car, of that car yeah. swerving. <laughs> and then, yeah, Tim Robbins goes into a hospital, and... Uh, well, no, wait, you forgot to mention, he also gets robbed by Santa oh, yes. Claus. Yes, <laughs> robs him. He finally... Okay, so he's fighting to get I out of the car. Scene. That was great. It was cool, but he's fighting to get out of the car, and the biggest of the mafia army guys is in between him and the car door, and then he manages to get over this bigger guy twice and then just falls out of the door finally it's like there's no way you got over that guy that easy car car seats are not that big but then he falls out in front of santa who is sitting there ringing his bell and there's been this really loud car just ripping by and running Mm. into other cars and then this man rolls out in front of you and he continues to ring his bell for a good seven seconds oh you poor man and then checks his collar yeah he he, he totally like he lifts his wallet (laughs) and you're just like Wow, yeah, that's awesome. And then I want to be a homeless Santa. I thought, man, New York in the early nineties, fucking. Um, but uh, and then when he's in the hospital, they're like, "Where were you? Where were you? You didn't have any identification." He's like, "Santa stole it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you're crazy. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. we're gonna put you on some Thorazine. Here. We're gonna take yeah. you into Let this creepy hospital smack. with all of these uh, creepy people up on the on the fence up above. Like this lady with a big old titty. Well, this is where you're bringing. Oh, them. that's right. Yes. Wait, was so, there more titty? Yeah. Damn Did you it, see I the lady breastfeeding the baby? the baby up there? Oh, I missed that. She had a big old titty. Just one. Nice. Yeah, the other one was just gone. That was actually in all of the bloody the body part. parts that the they baby were part rolling ruined over. It for me. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in the room, and then they're going to take him to a different room. And then that's where they start going through the psych ward thing, and then you see the body parts everywhere, and then yeah. all the people on this, all they had like got that basically idea. circus and you know free yeah. you know show people. And, and then when they stuff. got in there, the doctor's saying you're dead. He's like, no, I'm not dead. And then the girlfriend's there, and then they put the needle in his in forehead. In his forehead, and that was a very cool, shocking. Scene. I've never seen anything like that. That must like have been that. about sixty percent of the way through the film because I thought, wow, this is just like fucking wild. Yeah, but then. The and then third, he woke up to his family, and he's like, "I'm not dead. I'm not dead." And then the family um, visited him. Oh, but they him. were yeah. visiting him in the hospital. Yes. Oh, and then there was also the. So uh, was that real? Yeah. That was yeah. really his wa- ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Uh, and he's like, "I hope my ex." The chiropractor pops up. <laughs> the angry chiropractor. He's like, "Get the break fuck out of my way! I'm gonna take <laughs> this guy with me." You get. I'm gonna wrap this pipe around your so if you come in. It's inhuman. Yeah, or whatever. It's like, barbaric. It's barbaric. Yeah. What is this, the if we're ages? thinking about the the the, the metaphory kind of thing about it, though, then where it's you know he's been trying to survive through this, um, uh, and he's in this hospital that's effectively hell or purgatory or something, I guess. Um, so he's, they're trying to, you know, 
convince him that he's dead, and his family comes and they're kind of but like Lewis, the chiropractor, um, has been portrayed specifically as like an angelic figure. Like yeah, specifically. they even specifically called, they called it out. It out the first you third. look like an angel. And then he always had that angel lighting, angelic backlighting. Yeah. But like, so he's coming trying to get him out of this, you know, place where they're trying to convince him that he's dead to bring him back and readjust his spine again, uh, and, and like you know. Which is really interesting because you said at the beginning um, this was more in a time that chiropractic wasn't so widely accepted. And then so for him to come busting into this hospital where Tim Robbins is he was in, in like a leg cast. Stuff, yeah, he had like a leg cast. He was like, that was I'm going to save and... you. So that that's interesting. But um, uh, I'm looking up. I, I, this is so dumb. I can't believe I didn't do this before. But the actual Jacob's Ladder, I'm looking up because there, I was around this point that I fell asleep. Well, so. so while you're looking that up, uh, just from Wikipedia, Jacob's Ladder is a ladder leading to heaven that was featured in a dream the biblical patriarch Jacob had during his fight from his brother Esau, Esau, Esau. in the book of mm-hmm. uh, Genesis. Jacob so. and Esau. Um, <clears throat> Oh, one so, of them was the one who killed the other, right? So Jacob gets visited now by his, uh, this guy calls. And he wants to meet with him. And he tells him that uh, the army wanted him to do some. Um, well, we also skipped the, uh, them meeting Jason Alexander. Oh, yeah, we totally skipped So that, yeah. kind of useless part, but they like, the, the, the army buddies meet up at the oh, car yeah. guy's explo- yeah. funeral, and they're like, let's go sue the army. Because they, they go did and something. They, they all get together. They agree they're going to do it. They go and they hire Jason Alexander to look into it, who's a lawyer. And then, like, the next scene, it's like, nah, fuck it. It's yeah. over. And, and, and that, that never really gets reconciled why they all quit. Like, he, he calls his one friend up, and, and he says, all there in the room hey, together, it was like, war. Sh- like, we did... Yeah. We did stuff, whatever, war happened, like, yeah. let it go. And it just kind of drops off there. Yeah. And then he's like, he goes and accosts Jason Alexander again, and he's, and Jason Alexander says something like, uh, you guys have already, you know, made a fool of me or some shit. Yeah, you weren't even enlisted. Yeah. You guys, you guys got yeah. discharged uh, during a war game in You Thailand. guys are crazy. Yeah. And then, then he gets kidnapped, I think, right after that. I think so, yeah. So then. Fun fact. Jason Alexander is not his real name. Uh, yeah, I'm I think not surprised. I. He's isn't he Einstein? No, no. He's Who's? J. Scott Greenspan. There's somebody that whose last name who's related to Albert Einstein. Oh, I think it's Albert Brooks actually. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, Connor, you said he must have been a big uh, stage actor. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't believe I, I love this guy. I can't believe I didn't know this. Yeah, he's he, very good in his small scene. He, yeah, he, he began his acting career on the New York stage as an, an accomplished singer and dancer. Yeah, Albert Brooks was born Albert Louis Einstein. I don't know who Albert Brooks is. You know who Albert Brooks is. Do I? Yeah, he's this guy. I still know who that is. Eh, you know who he is. Anyways. That's uh, 5234. Yeah. Uh, cut out my <laughs> ignorance of Albert Brooks. Um, okay. So, w- well, what we're working towards is kind of getting towards the last third, I yeah. think, right? And um, everything kind of. It's an interesting film. It's interesting the way they play with the timelines and stuff, but I, I feel like it didn't really deliver by the end. Yeah. I think the the clearing it out with the. Uh, so uh, go the Jacob's ladder metaphor, the 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 drug thing. Yeah, where he's telling him where, like, like I was working the on the doctor this drug. comes to save him basically, and is like, I was working on this drug. Come chemist, meet me. Yeah. Uh, here's what's going on. We tested it on monkeys, and they killed each other. Yeah, but like so, it, again going back to the fighting for his life. In I think that the actual timeline was the was only the Vietnam. Like, I think that he had his family before, uh, but the kid died, and that probably might have even That's been That's the only way it why. makes sense. That's the only way it makes sense. But then, so then, like, the, again, going back to the doctor saying that he designed Jacob's Ladder, and it was a drug that made them all go crazy, is him trying to justify how he could possibly st- still be alive or something to that effect. But it's, like, it's such a kind of, 
Deus Ex Machina sort of moment. Yeah, I think, I it, it, where I think it's trying, it's trying to, like to have two endings that don't work together. Well, I think it does, except I think there were more, probably more interesting things that could have happened. Yeah. But I think it wraps up the uh, New York hedonism line as his mind might. Because, like, this, the, the family line gets wrapped up by... Macaulay Culkin waiting at the stairs and actually walking him up the stairs to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's after he's learned about the drug testing, which wraps up the New York hedonism thing. And then it goes back to Vietnam. Or did, well. Well, that would make sense because um, she, when, when he was having his flashback to his wife, it's like, I had a horrible nightmare. I was with this girl from the post office. We met her at the party. She has great thoughts. She was really good in bed. Yeah. That would explain why she was always so, like, tits all over the place because that's something that you could, like, fantasize about yeah. and imagine. And very low cut, like, yeah. always, almost. Yeah. And then, Nobody walks around with that tits out so yeah. often. And then she's and like... if somebody does, <laughs> uh, my number is... David com. And then the sex party, and then... And then also with her being so, so Jezebel being this temptress who takes Ahab away from God or away from like proper, quote, quote, proper living, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So he, he goes off on this tangent and then he's in this sex party that goes crazy. And then when she, she... Uh, vacillates between being abusive and awful towards him and then loving and passionate towards him. Um, it's kind of like his subconscious maybe punishing him for indulging in this kind of fantasy. It's like, no, this is bad. You don't deserve it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be good. Well, and That's so when those things kind of fall apart and he the things that he's holding on to in those lives, you know, like in the real world he is fighting to overcome the stab wound and crawling through the Mekong Delta. And so these other two post-war lives never really ended up happening. Um, He's just trying to convince himself that he is alive. Him trying to fight as hard as he can to stay alive. Because at the very end, the doctor says, like, he fought really hard, but, yeah, he's dead. Right. Uh, And it's the doctor who revealed Jacob's ladder to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that was him? I was pretty end? sure that was the same guy. Well, uh, so I thought that last scene was awesome. Like an awesome shot, very poignant about like uh, how, you know, the loss of like lives, like in those situations, how kind of casual it can be. But uh, why why is the chiropractor so important? Like, what, what? Um, Because he's in, in the thing. He's like an angel trying to guide him well, to... Well, he, he's, he's like fixing... Uh, so when he comes to him, he's his his body is breaking down with. So he can like leave the demons and stuff aside. Well, no, just like physically taking away pain. He's and he's the one who gave the quote about the only part of you that goes to hell is a part of you that keeps holding on to life. Yeah. So he's and trying so to he's like detach to, all this stuff. I'm here to try to help I think you. That, well, so he's trying to align his body, align his spirit with like moving on. To I the would next say world. that he's he's trying to. I would say that. He's in the hedonism line to extend Jacob's, like, living in that fantasy world. But he knew the ex-wife, too. You said Sarah was in here, and uh, she was asking about you or something. Yeah. Uh, He does, actually, yeah, no, in the the very beginning, he's like, you should go back to that bitch. (laughs) That's a word-for-word quote. Yeah, so... um, (laughs) Jacob's Ladder is a so movie that has kind of been on my, my list of, like, horror films, classics, I guess, that I've, I've kind of seen but I, I hadn't, uh, or I've heard of that I know that I haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, let's see. 58, uh, 20. 58, 22. <laughs> um, by the end, uh, I wasn't thrilled with it. Um, I, I think, like, the first uh, third was really setting up something special and spectacular. I, it, psychologically, it's something to chew on and enjoyable uh, in that manner. But from a horror standpoint, uh, I was like, they're really setting up some very exciting and interesting things. And I think it kind of went out on like a little, like a whimper. Yeah, especially like Macaulay Culkin walking him up the stairs to heaven was a little bit like, 
too on the nose. It's kind of like, like Hocus Pocus when Binks comes back into his boy ghost and then turns around and. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that movie, but maybe like Casper when uh, Devin Sawa comes ghost. <laughs> All right, that's fifty nine sixty eight. Good, uh, but uh, so we recently just watched this film Relic that also kind of like went out with like a win- well, it, it was also, also a psychological. Yeah. I thought this did a better job of like showing like the psychosis of not understanding what's real or not. Yeah. And I thought this did like uh, I felt a little more uh, understanding and horrified at the potential of PTSD yeah. or being like chemically drugged and stuff and not being able to understand if. Was Lewis Black the doctor at the very end, maybe? I didn't. Like the, the Vietnam doctor? Could have been. I'd have to. Like I'd, a I'd really super to young look. Lewis Black. Lewis Black didn't enter didn't, my lexicon until like 98, 99 or well, he something. He didn't yell so. anything or <laughs> curse yeah, anybody. Like, so it was like, politics, politics, speak. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that sounds like you're mixing like Gilbert Gottfried and yeah. Louis Black. As fast as you progressive, and now you throw in a bit of fucking <laughs> Richard Pryor almost. What would you rate? What would you rate Jacob's Ladder on a scale of one to ten pumpkins as a horror movie? As a, as a horror, since this is the horror okay, podcast. Let me think. Uh, David, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. I'll go second. I still, I, I think that I would give, uh, I saw this movie, you know, when I was a kid and it freaked the fuck out of me, but I don't remember the ending from before, so I don't know if maybe I just never watched it fully or if I just kind of forgot about it because it's shitty. Um, <laughs> I would say I like the movie and I, I think an honest opinion on it is about a seven, seven and a half. Pumpkins. I don't know if you can give half a pumpkin. Yeah, you can. You can yeah. give as you can We're give whatever fractions on the pumpkins, you want. Yeah. Seven and thirteen fourths. Seven. You can't do thirteen fourths because then that's going to be over. That's why it's funny. Like over like eight. Seeds. So it's like a frappuccino, <laughs> like a Starbucks frappuccino. Um, no, that's pumpkin spice, not pumpkin 7. seeds. 7.14. Okay. Seven and thirteen fourths would be like ten 3. and a quarter. Three point one four pumpkin pies. It'd be like ten and a quarter. <gasps> I hate myself right now. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Chiffon pumpkin pie. All right, Cassie, what do you got? Well, um, and I don't know if it's because we've been seeing some, like, super-powered horror movies. This, this is based on horror, David, I should say. Like, yeah. Horror. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. not just film. Yeah. So I, I, I liked a lot of what it did, but especially considering, you know, we just saw Relic, and I, I rated Relic as a horror movie at a 2 um, I got to give this one like a 1.75. I I thought there was a lot of good stuff to it, but it I might just scariness, be, yeah. Yeah. I think so like I remember this being a lot and scarier I'm not saying than that it was. It's bad. No, 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 no. Uh if I'm thinking about it as a horror film, I No, I'm still going to throw it at a 7 for mine because I a lot of the like like, I, I think I mentioned while we were watching, like, I'm glad that I've never had visuals yeah. like this yeah. happen to me. Like, well, this okay. intense of visualizations. Cause, cause of, there's uh, moments in this movie where I'm like, I feel like I've felt a lesser version of that thing, and that is horrifying, and I would never want to be that. Like, I think that's why it's kind of so scary, is mm-hmm. you can imagine yourself, like, if you, like, fuck around with the wrong sort of, you know, Jezebel. Get, yeah, yeah like, fuck with the wrong Jezebel who likes that tentacle sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or though, too, you, you experience a certain level of trauma that, like, like imagining that being your reality where you're not certain what is real or not is horrifying. Yeah. Um, like, I had friends who, you know, took acid and would tell me about hallucinations and stuff, and I'm like, oh, you just thought randomly that your skin opened up and spiders were crawling out? Like, that is terrifying. I never want to do that ever in my life. Uh, yeah. no. I've never done anything illegal, but if I had <laughs> taken mushrooms one time and started watching Archer, I might have been part of the show. <laughs> what, okay. a, what an interesting um, alternate parallel yes. universe. What a strange and dangerous <laughs> universe we don't live in. So, What would you rate I, it I'm as? Gonna give, uh, I, I, I'm giving it four pumpkins. Uh, from a horror standpoint, man, it was priming us for so much good shit. Uh, 
that it, it just couldn't really deliver. And so it turned into, like, again, this kind of an art film that you just chew on and think about, which is I guess fine and what, great. And I horror films are great for that because yeah. you can you can dress up, uh, you know, like a, a, a serious message, an emotional message with these amazing scenes of horror. There are shots where it's someone controlling their body and their head is going insane and it's yeah. obviously fast-forwarded. And they look so impressive and shocking. And this was way before other people started copying this film. Yeah, a lot of that shit was all, it looked like it was all practical. I didn't really see too much that Mm -mm. there are any. I don't know if any of it was, yeah. 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 And and so it was so impressive and cool to look at. And and the party scene where you see, like, the guy randomly standing in the background with the beer and his head's going nuts. And then the the lighting tricks with the tentacles and the demon thing. It was, it was very cool. It reminded me of, like, Rosemary's Baby or, like, you know, just really cool practical scares. It just it, it didn't deliver on any, uh, on any of that, yeah, but I it wasn't trying to execute that sort of film. Yeah, yeah. I so think, I think I do think that it falls apart in the end um, pretty hard. Um, but, uh, yeah. Like, if I, was, if I was rating it as a movie, it'd be different. As yeah. a horror, yeah. I'll give it four. Because, like, two... The subway shot with all the all the faces oh. looking out the window. Just the fact that they're all paying attention to him that and was it's terrifying. Right up there, and then the, the random guy waving at yeah. the back. I was like, "Wow, this is fucking scary." Yeah, and that is like one of the earliest scenes yeah. we see. Yeah, and then and then and later then too, like the happens. car that is chasing him down, and you know, I, I guess that's supposed to be the army or government trying to. I, I, I don't know what. I, I'm not <laughs> sure how that gets justified, but that also had like a faceless figure thing that was oh, like haunting when him. When they were in the creepy uh, broken down hospital with the, the, the needle in his head, they also yeah. had that eyeless guy there too. Yeah. And, and that stuff just kind of didn't really pay off. Yeah. And they were very disturbing cool. images. Yeah. That trailer is deeply disturbing. Um, the movie. So I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I'm really glad I watched it, but uh, just from like kind of a horror perspective, I'll, I'll give it four pumpkins, but. And it was an enjoyable time to watch with good friends. Sure. Yeah, sorry for cracking wise the entire time. <laughs> That's kind of if I'm not in a theater setting where I'm literally not allowed to. Mm, you do that in theater settings it's too, true, David. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, that's it. That, I'm Connor. I'm Cassie. And I'm David. Bye. And this has been the Powder Keg Halloween Pumpkin Horror Splat. Stay pumpkiny. <laughs> Put some cream on it. So, sorry. Goodbye. <laughs>